Hello, Singapland. My name is Michael Gralia, and today is February 28th, 2023. Rare Disease Day, the rarest day of the year, the last day of February. Here we are. What's going on? Truth be told, it's actually Monday, the day before Rare Disease Day, which is when I'm recording this because tonight I'm getting on a plane and flying to Washington. And I will be in Washington Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to go to the NIH Rare Disease Day, go meet a company, see a bunch of other rare leaders, and then do a thing with the Every Life Foundation where we go to Capitol Hill and we do some direct advocacy to elected officials to talk about rare diseases. Pretty amazing. Pretty exciting. And I'll fly back on Friday. And I really don't like to... Um, really don't like to leave home and I really don't like to be away from the family for too long and... Um, that's why I'm on a red eye tonight, which is something I do every now and then. And then I promptly swear to myself, I'm never going to do again. And then I do it about a year later. So anyway, that's what's going on. Happy Rare Disease Day. To celebrate Rare Disease Day, there's a lot going on. But one of the big things is um, the Foster family in Kansas City just put out a video about their beautiful little girl, Hattie. So if you go to the movies page on the Syngap Research Fund website, you can watch this great video with Hattie and her parents, Melissa and Michael Foster. They very kindly insisted that they put me in that video, which makes me a little uncomfortable. I think it's too much me and too little Hattie, but um, it's still a great video because you get to meet this beautiful little girl and you get to see a family who got diagnosed, got connected with SRF and is doing everything they can to improve the future for Hattie and other children with Syngap 1. And that's awesome. So thank you, Michael and Melissa, for this beautiful video you made and for sharing it with our community. Go check that out on our movies page. Um, if you're curious about what I just said about the NIH and about Every Life, and you're like, why didn't, I, why didn't Mike tell us about that? You are not paying attention because I have talked about it on this podcast. And guess what? I can tell you exactly when it's going to happen next year, the last week of February. And if you'd like to go, you can just sign up, right? So the links are in the show notes. Check it out. Join me next year in, in D.C. If you're in D.C. now, just come on up. We'll, we'll squeeze you in. It, it's, it's really important that we show up and when we advocate for Syngap 1 when, when the rare disease tribe uh, gathers. The other thing we're doing for Rare Disease Day, by the way, is there's a $20,000 match right now. It's a $20,000 match right now. So let's not lose this match. Go to syngap.fun slash RDD for Rare Disease Day 23. Make a donation and, and let's raise some money for, for Syngap research. As you might recall, we have grants applications due twice a year, March 1st and September 1st. March 1st is in tomorrow. And so I've already started to see some proposals flow in from different researchers around the world who want to do work on Syngap 1, but need to fund the time of various postdocs. And we're excited to support that work because we know that if we don't hire someone and protect their time, then work on Syngap might get deprioritized as labs go through what they go through. So we're really excited to work with the community, to raise money, and then to fund great labs to do work on Syngap 1 that will, will that everything we fund is like the beginning of a whole stream of work that will be funded by the other universities and the federal government and different things. So the, the, the money we have has tremendous impact. And that's why you should donate to the Rare Disease Day matching grant program and take part in Sprint for Syngap and help us fund more research. It's so important, you guys. The future is within reach. It's not a question of will there be therapies for Syngap 1. There will. It's a question of how soon can we make them happen and how much can we make them available to all of our patients, which I'll come back to in a second. Actually, that actually ties into what I want to talk about at the end. I didn't even plan that. I love it when that happens. So, 
But next on my list is Sprint for Syngap. Sprint for Syngap is April 29th. It is a bit, I'm pretty sure this is the third annual. And every year we do this now. We, we People do their own little 5K run wherever they are. And as I speak, there are 15 different teams. Eight of those teams have already managed to... Um, Eight of those teams have already managed to start raising money. That's Team Tavilla, MMA, Reef, Kai, Naya, Hope for Hadley, Teddy, and Lizzie. Awesome. Awesome work, guys. And there's seven other teams who stood up their pages and they haven't started fundraising yet, which is fine because we're in February and Sprint for Syngap is the end of April. But I love the planning. I love the foresight. I love the idea that different people in different communities are going to be flying the Sprint for Syngap flag and raising money for SRF so that we can take 100% of those funds and use them for research, right? Because you know SRF spends $0 on overheads. How do we do that? Well, I pay for the overheads because I want every donation to go directly to science. And I don't want you thinking about, well, wait, is Mike paying himself? Is, are there overheads here? How much of, where's this money going? Don't worry about that. If there's a cost associated with SRF, I pay that. If you give a dollar to SRF, that dollar is gonna go to research. That's my promise that Ashley and I make to this community because we are so desperate to see Tony and all of these children helped as fast as humanly possible. Um, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't realize I was gonna go. Oh, one other point, to the point. In addition to raising money in all your different communities and raising awareness about your loved one, you actually get to throw like a little party. Like the Tavillas and Hope for Hadley do an amazing thing at the park in Boston. I've seen people do runs around their community, around their block, whatever. And I was just on the phone this morning with a, with a wonderful couple in LA, just diagnosed, young child. And I said to them, I'm going to put you in touch with um, Joe Ashline. Joe is a mom in LA. Many of us know her. Her son, Andrew, is 20. Uh, and I called Joe and I was like, hey, would you talk to this? She, of course, Joe is a wonderful, gracious, kind, generous soul. And she said, absolutely, happy to put me in touch. And we were talking about Sprint. And she said, you know, last year I did a, I did a Sprint for Syngap party and Aaron Harding came up from San Diego. And, and what I'll do is I'll do that again and I'll invite this new family to join me. And, you know, we'll make it Andrew's 21st birthday party. And I was like, that's awesome. I kind of want to go. Um, Andrew's going to be 21. Our, our kids are growing up. Our kids are growing up. And um, Tony's growing up. Tony's nice. He's a big boy now. Gives me pause every time I see him these days. But the point is, can't answer that call right now. Um, the point is that not only are you raising funds to Sprint for Syngap, but you're building community. So do throw a party. I don't care if it's your backyard, a park, whatever, but invite all the local Syngap families together, connect with each other, get to know each other's kids, love each other, remind each other that we're going to get through this together and that therapies are on the way. Speaking of therapies being on the way, there's two incredible webinars coming up. I want to make sure you see them. Jeff Collar is speaking on... Um, I should say Professor Collar is speaking on March 16th to us. Um, I talked about this in the last podcast. Don't miss that. Professor Collar's work is amazing. The mRNA stuff is really exciting. Check that out. And then Dr. Jillian McKee is speaking uh, from CHOP on April 27th. Um, I mentioned last week we're, we're doing that and we just had to jiggle the dates a little bit. Syngap.fun slash McKee to sign up for that one amazing work that they're doing over there on many levels, but she'll be talking about how they're taking the citizen data and using that to better understand Syngap, which is which was always the promise of citizen, right? There's 209 families in the U.S. have signed up for citizen. 209. If you're not one of them, fix that, right? Please. There's, there's no good reason not to sign up for citizen. It is a best-in-class 
technology run by an incredible company in Vitae, the, um, the, the chief legal officer or policy officer, whatever, it, what was in charge of HIPAA under President Obama at the Department of Health and Human Services, or civil, Office of Civil Rights. I mean, amazing people over there. The privacy is solid. The data, the technology is incredible. And, and the benefits of the community is what you will see when Dr. McKee talks. So we can learn so much about this disease faster than we would otherwise. So important work there. Thank you, Dr. Collar. Thank you, Dr. McKee. I will say Dr. Collar does have a grant from SRF to work on Syngap-1. So, you know, those matching grants in the Sprint for Syngap, we take those funds, $1,000 here, $10,000 there, $500 there, whatever it is, we add them up and we get them to incredible people like Professor Collar to do work that will result in therapies for our kids, right? It's all happening right now. It's so exciting working at S, working, I, I don't pay myself, but it's so exciting working on SRF right now because I can see these different things happening and they are happening fast. I'm not kidding, Lauren and I were on the phone today and we were like, it, does it feel like there's a lot going on? And we're like, yeah, it feels like there's a lot going on. Oh, Tony's gonna join the podcast, but I'm not gonna stop because I don't have time to re-record this. Let me talk about iPSCs. I have talked in the past about induced pluripotent stem cells. Tony, do not talk, I'm doing a webinar. Hi. Shh. And if you go to the website, we have a link. Stop. I cannot stop on induced pluripotent stem cells. And there's a list of 30 different stem cells that are happening at Rarebase, at the Coba Lab, at Simons, at Coriel, and at Combined Brain, right? And what's amazingly exciting about those 30 different cell lines is a lot of them were funded by SRF. Not all of them. The, um, the ones at Simons and the ones at Coriel, we had nothing to do with. But all the other ones, we either funded directly, like those at Rarebase, or we support the lab that made them, like the Coba Lab. And as I've explained before, and I'm happy to explain again, and if you go to syngap.fun slash IPSC, you can see those cell lines really, really matter for research, right? So the logic to the iPSCs is, what's the logic to the iPSCs? If somebody wants to work on Syngap and they want to test a therapy or a medicine or understand the impact of a mutation, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to take blood and they're going to do some science to that blood and they're going to make the, the blood, they're going to make biology go backwards and let that blood grow back into a stem cell so they can then turn that stem cell into a neuron. That first step of blood or skin, blood or skin to stem cell takes a few months and about $5,000, round numbers, right? That's the first step. And then you gotta grow them into neurons. What we've decided to do, and what anyone who knows what they're doing in this space does, is they start creating as many stem cells as possible to facilitate that research. Stay with me, right? Because that first step takes a few thousand dollars and a few months, and because iPSCs travel well, you can freeze them and FedEx them, no problem. Neurons, not so much. Neurons do not travel well. Once you make a neuron, they're very delicate. You can people in labs with masks on, do, 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 very delicate. But stem cells, you can FedEx that stuff all over the place with dry eyes. So what we do is we say, okay, let's make as many stem cells as possible right now and make them available to research. We said this years ago, in, and read, read the article, syngap.fun slash IPSC, great article. And, and we did this. And guess what happened? We ended up making a bunch of stem cells with Rarebase, and then guess what happened? We stuck them on our website, and I started having meetings with drug companies, and I started saying, Yo, you know, if you want some stem cells, we have, we have a few on the library. IPSC, let me put this in the show notes. And guess what happened? 
People were like, they're where? They're what? Can you put us in touch with Verbase? And then you know what they did? They, they ordered them. I have seen this happen now with multiple pharma companies and they don't exactly go through the list and say, I want that one and that one and that one. They say, how many do you have? I say six plus controls. They say, we'll take them all. Because they see the incredible value of those cell lines. The work is done. The months of efforts are done. They're already past QC. They're ready to go. Boom, give me the cell lines. So here's my pitch to you. We, are, we were working with Rarebase. Rarebase is now, um, the work with Rarebase has progressed to a different level and they're no longer making cell lines with them. But we are also part of Combined Brain, which is an, or, uh, an umbrella organization of multiple neurodevelopmental diseases. And Combined Brain has a bio repository which is capable of making cell lines. TLDR on this, if you, if, if you go to that list of cell lines that we have on our website and you don't see your child's mutation, and you want a cell line, and you want that mutation studied, the way to make that happen is to fund a cell line. The current pricing is uh, round numbers. Don't, don't, don't get hung up on this, but directionally, $4,000 to make a cell line. And then once that cell line is established, $7,000 to make an isogenic control. An isogenic control is where you come in and you crisper out the mutation so you have a genetically perfect control other than the actual variant. If that was over your head, just call me. But basically... It's $4,000 to make a cell line, another $7,000 to make a, a genetic twin that is devoid of the, um, the variant, if it were. So all in $11,000. I'm not asking you to write an $11,000 check. I am suggesting that you raise $11,000 and make a cell line for your patient. If your patient has a missense, here's the punchline. So in the past, we just said we need more cell lines. And, and, and we do. And if you want to raise $11,000 for a cell line, go for it. But what we really need is cell lines for missense mutations. And this is where it gets interesting. You've all heard me say this before. We have two copies of every gene, one for mom, one from dad. If you have a frame shift or a nonsense mutation, if there's an X or an asterisk or a TER in your P address, then your mutation stops prematurely. It's called a protein truncating variant. If that is what's happening, then you have a good copy that's working and a bad copy that's not working. And that bad copy gets chewed up by the body and spit out. So you have 50%. If, on the other hand, you have a missense mutation, if in the P address there's something other than a tur or an X or an asterisk at the end, then you have a misfolded mutation. And no one's quite sure what that misfolded mutation will do. And the trouble is, the genetic therapies that we're making right now, the genetic therapies that we're making right now make the good copy work harder or make the good copy last longer or there's all these different variations but it's basically make the good copy do more and if you got a good copy and a null no problem this you know one times two is two zero times two is still zero we're good but what if you have a missense mutation one times two is two but what if this is like a minus one and we multiply it by two or minus 0.5 or minus 0.3 or whatever right and people aren't exactly sure what's going on with missense mutations. But as we get more and more missense mutations, we need to be prepared to answer the question of what will happen when these medicines that we're working tirelessly on making get given to these kids. And the way we're going to answer that question is by creating cell lines. So here's my new, here's my new thing. I want to suggest to any family that wants to make a cell line, please make a cell line. If you have a protein truncating variant, frankly, I think those funds could be better spent on other things. 
like making medicines for protein truncating variants, which people are working on. But if you have a missense variant, then I really think it's a good use of funds to make a cell line for a missense variant that we can keep in our biobank and make freely available to researchers and industry to use those cell lines to test medicines and better understand these misfolded mutations. And SRF will help you stand up the funds and raise the money to make those cell lines. I really, really think this is important. I've seen the power of making cell lines through us. Don't, with all due respect to my incredible academic collaborators, if you make a cell line with an academic collaborator, I have made this mistake and I regret it, right? If you make a cell line with an academic collaborator, that cell line is stuck in an academic lab and it's hard to get them out. If you make a cell line through a, a contract research organization, a CRO, and you keep it in a, in a patient run by a repository like the one we have with Combined Brain, then your academic collaborators can have them, your industry partners can have them, other academic collaborators, everybody gets them. These things are easy to reproduce. That's smart money. That ensures that a missense mutation is freely available. And I said this to a family this morning who recently diagnosed young family, um, young, young patient. They had a, they had a missense. And I was like, if you want to do something for your kiddo, make a cell line and then make an isogenic control. That's how we move fast. And I'm being totally transparent about this, right? This is why I'm doing this on the podcast. People have heard me talk about cell lines before. There's a list of the cell lines we've made on our website. I've made them for Tony. Other families have made them for their kids. There are three, three missense lines. Out of 30 lines, if you look at the list, it's a little longer than 30, but there's some controls in there. And there's one mutation that shows up a couple times because somebody, COVID is studying one mutation pretty tightly. But the point is, out of 30 lines, there's three missense lines. It's not great. It's not great. We need more missense lines. So if you're a missense family and you want, like, I want to do something with SRF, there's a lot we can do. And you should volunteer and you should join us and you should work like crazy to help us help our kids. But the first thing I would urge you to do is raise the funds, work with us to make a missense cell line. Let's get it in the combined brain biobank and let's make sure that missense patients are studied and understood. So as medicines are developed, we can understand which medicines will work for the missense kids and make sure that they get them. Sorry if you weren't expecting that little bit of science at the end of my Rare Disease Day podcast, but hey, it, this is what we do. This is what we do. We're here to get our hands dirty, understand the science, find things we can do as families, and make them happen to get therapies into kids as fast as possible. Because kids and families are suffering, and we got to do something about it. So raise some money, Sprint for Syngap, Rare Disease Day. Come to the webinars. If you're a missing family, raise some money, make a cell line. If you're not a missing family, go support them. And then if you've got time on your hands, if, if you're a parent or if you're an auntie or an uncle or a grandma or a grandpa or whatever, email info at syngapresearchfund.org. Join us. Let's get some work done, people, and sign up for Citizen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>